I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Hey, Trav. How you doing, bud? I'm fine. How about you, buddy? I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling feeling okay today. Uh, like we we uh, rolled another another thingy, um, and I don't know. It's kind of a it's another one I would call a weak topic, but I'm still into it. I mean, we can still do it. I'm gonna say this is another one of those things that that you wrote down, and I was just like, ah, I don't know about that. So what you're saying is, listeners, prepare yourselves for mediocrity. That's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, All mediocrity right. is the key word. Yeah. Well, I don't think we've ever promised any level of real quality on this, so I feel like we'll be delivering at more or less the same level we always have. So that's fine. There you go. We got that. Yeah, going we for are us. definitely the like the 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 little Caesars of uh, of the podcast world. You know, right? We're we're not good, but we're there. It's dependable. It's hot yeah. and ready. It's dependably average, and that's all you can really ask for. Well. Today's topic, Trav, that you that you are less excited about is our least favorite genre of RPGs. And and I'm not sure why you're not excited about this one. I will say I'm actually quite excited for this topic. I think this is going to be yeah. interesting. Well, I see. I don't know. I think my least favorite topic is to- or AR topics that start with least favorite. You just don't like talking about what you don't like? Yeah, I'm, I'm much better talking about stuff that I do like because I'm talking about stuff that I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. It's harder for me. But I, I'm, you know, I'm dealing. I'm dealing with it. I'm here. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, you know, sounding I'm going to weather this storm. Yes, exactly. All right. So would you like me to start? Should I go first this time and talk about my uh, least favorite genre? It doesn't matter to me. I think, I think my least favorite thing to do is to, uh, to go second. So I'm going to go first. All right, then. Go for it. <laughs> All right. Um, historical fiction. I mean, that's, I mean, that's my only answer. Like, that's the one. The one I don't like. If I'm playing a game uh, and it's an RPG... I don't want to play historical fiction. Now I have to make like a caveat to that. I, like other add other elements to it, I'm in. Like if you make it sci-fi or fantasy or you know quote punk like Steam or cyberpunk, you know add those things to to the uh, the historical fiction side. That's fine. I'm in. That's interesting. Otherwise, if it's just historical and it's based on like a period in history, that's just way too mundane for me. I don't care about playing in the Civil War or you know, the old West, unless there's something else cool going on with it, because, you know, whatever, to me, it's, it feels very, very mundane. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, 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 the biggest problem, like for me, if I was going to write a game, even if I was like, if someone was like, I'm going to pay you a whole truckload of money to write this game about that's like a historical fiction game, I would have a hard time with it because the main problem with those kind of games is, is, isn't like finding one person to play with that, that likes it. It's finding multiple people with a similar interest in the highly specific period in time. Uh, you know, like you need lots of people that are interested in the old West and they're, you know, that's kind of tough to find at a lot of game tables. All so right, well, historical fiction. I mean, I can't do it. It's uh, boring. All right. So, so I want to dig down on this and this is what I was really interested in with this topic. Okay. The reason I thought this was, would be pretty interesting was it was exactly kind of what's going on right here. So uh, when I think of historical fiction, okay, and, and like RPGs touching on historical, what I think of is, do you remember the green books from uh, second edition D&D? Yeah. Okay. So you had like the glory of Rome and, and uh, uh, yeah, we've Charlemagne. Yeah, we a lot of historical stuff into the uh, Dungeons and Dragons kind of deal. Yeah. So in those books, they talk about how there's different sort of settings for that historical fiction, right? They, they in the book, talk about how there's different ways you could play this effectively, right? 
Um, so then they talk about like hard historical fiction where, so let's imagine we wanted to play, uh, we want to play a game set in ancient Greece, like the time of Plato and Socrates, right? Yeah. Okay. Not like a mythological game, not an age of myth. I, the, the one there was, I think that, I think at the green book for that is called like age of heroes or something ancient greek one no we're um, talking about a realistic bent where there's not yes. like magic and oracles and stuff like that that actually do things those right the magic and the oracles are just implied like they're not real yes there's an oracle you can really go to her and she will really tell you stuff but it's because she's yeah. high off of fumes from a volcano right like right. yeah um everything is played completely straight so you're saying so there's that let me before i ask again to clarify so there's that and then there's probably i would say two steps away from that right there's, I mean, I'm sure there's like lots of shades in between, but I could clearly put my finger on two steps, right? Sure, there's endless variety, but yes, we can we can narrow it down. So the first step is where you're still in real history. You're still in like you are still in Greece on Earth, right? But the sort of some of the more fantastical elements of the world are real, right? Like if you go outside of Greece to the north, there really are Amazons, let's say, right? And, or there really are giants, or there's an island with a cyclops who lives on it, right? Or something like that. So yeah. the world is still mostly the world we know, but we but play sort of the mythological elements. Yeah. Yes, for for fact. Um, and you could do the same in Rome, and you could do the same in a lot of these historical fiction periods, right? Because if you went for an Arthurian game, right? Like, there really is a magical sword, and there really is a lady in the lake, but... For the most part, the world is like knights and people swing swords at each other, right? Um, so there's that. And then there's like the next step, which is sort of reversing the whole thing, where you take all the normal trappings of whatever the game is. To continue with the analogy, we'll just use D&D, but you wouldn't have to. This could be Savage Worlds or anything, right? Um, and you take that. So there are elves, there are dwarves, there are whatever. And then... But you lay the template of historical fiction on it. So you might say, um, well, this is ancient Greece and the Grecians are elves and uh, the Egyptians across the, the Mediterranean are dwarves or something. Right. I don't mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and there really are monsters that live around in the world. So you go like full on fantasy. But basically that fantasy has a template applied to it of that historical setting. Right. It's kind of the other uh, way Those out. are ways to uh, deploy that uh, genre, yes. Okay, so here's what I'm asking. Do you hate all three of those, or are any of those acceptable, and why do you draw the line where you draw the line? Well, I mean, this comes back to me not liking this topic in the first place, because, obviously, I, yeah, I, they're fine. Like, I could play in any of them. Um, I just don't like them that much. And uh, I'm going to say I don't like any of the three. Like, all three of those situations still sound mundane and boring to me, because I don't I don't care, like, me personally, I don't care much about history. It's not that interesting to me uh, as, a, as a, like, a, a platform for gaming. Um, I, you know, it's also why I, I sto I've, I've sort of, like, uh, personally wandered away from b any interest in fantasy games, period, because fantasy kind of, like, it starts to repeat itself a lot over a period of time. Um, and, you know, once you play Dungeons & Dragons, the amount of times that I've played Dungeons & Dragons it's really hard for me to enjoy it. And so I look at a lot of historical fiction style games that way. I just look at it and like, you know what? I've seen a million movies like that. I just don't want to do it again. Or I've, you know, ran a hundred games that have been like that. And I just don't want to do it again. Um, I, I just can't do it. Uh, I don't find any of those three things that interesting. And 
it's all pretty much for the same reason because they're rooted in history, and I just don't, I don't find it that interesting. All right, fair enough. So, so none of those. Okay, I get that. Uh, that's that's no, that's not. See, I think that is interesting, and to plumb that because to me, the genres that you don't like, it's it's fascinating. I think when when you when people think about why they don't like a particular genre. And by the way, I don't think you're strange for not loving fantasy as much anymore. I think maybe, you know, we've talked about this before. Like you've 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 soloed this down to historical fiction, I suspect, because you can still imagine some fantasy settings that might be interesting to you. Right. right? Absolutely. I could find some I could eas- more easily glean enjoyment from a fantasy setting. Okay, then I could say a fantasy setting that was forced into a historical standpoint. That makes it worse for me. Like if you stick it into something that's rooted in history, I feel more limited. The more you you do that, the more limited I feel. And that's why historical doesn't work for me. Do you think that some part of that is because it is such a known uh, such a known yeah, quantity. Uh, obviously, yeah. It's it's the the main problem is it's a known quantity. Like I, 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 I don't feel like I'm being very creative when I'm working within that space. You know. Yeah, sure. Because they're they're you're saying at this point where you are in your gaming career, you like things that are perhaps off the beaten path more, and so what right. you want, you don't need. Because the advantage to me with something like historical fiction is that it has those real world parallels and people can bring their expectations to to the table. Yes, exactly. But I have evolved. (laughs) No, no longer is that good enough for me, but uh, like you can, you can take that uh, the third step though with historical fiction and it works fine with me. Okay. If you take it to the extreme, like, uh, like if you, if you throw science fiction on top of, on, on top of uh, Victorian era, I, I can get into it. Like I can do it. And I can be engaged and interested because it's very different, and it 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 broadens the horizons instead instead of penning them in. Sure. So, for example, a weird west, right, where you've got right. weird uh, west works. Yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the thing, Trav. I don't think what you're describing here this this sort of feeling you have. I don't think you're weird at all for this because to me, this is why those genre mashups that you're describing exist because there are a lot of people especially a lot of designers right so people like us who've been playing these rpgs for 27 plus years right at this point yeah forever um forever that's like a full career you think about that like how long did you have to do a career for for you know in the in the right before you retired and got your gold watch yeah exactly yeah we're a couple of years from retirement apparently um so and when you put it in those terms, it's so funny to think about. But a lot of designers obviously tend to be people who've immersed themselves pretty heavily in, uh, you know, into gaming for a long, long, long time. And so I think for them, those sort of more, what do I want to say, kind of out of the box or are more baseline items that have those those easy expectations do get boring, right? Yeah. And, yep. and that's why they've created weird Wests and weird steampunk and, and clock punk and any other kind of strange punk you want to do because that's all over the place now. But why people keep mashing up these various genres and sticking them all together, right? Yeah. Um, um, and so when I was thinking about it, though, like there, there was it's, it's historical fiction. And then the only other thing that I could even think of, like uh, like anything that like just bugs me slightly, I guess, 
would be my next least favorite art, genre of RPG would be horror. You know, uh, my problem. Really, horror, that's surprising. Yeah, horror, like actual horror, um, is is just very very difficult to to master and to and to create uh, an environment for. Ah, um, okay. Like it's really hard to be scary. As like if you're if you're building a game or you're playing a game, the GM has a really really difficult time uh, when it comes to horror, like scaring people. You know, like it's hard. It's really hard for just Hollywood to do that, right? Uh, but this is like you're, you're you're trying to have you know set up this horror situation for uh, a group of people for a very long period of time. You know, yep. between two and ten hours. Like how how do you keep up the the horror? element for 10 hours like that's so difficult it, it would have to become something less than you know you have to become horror comedy or horror thriller or something you know and it couldn't just be horror so that's th that would be my my next least favorite you know I, I but I'm, I'm far more interested in horror because it you know there's a there's a lot you can do with that so that's interesting to me uh i just have a problem with it because it's difficult to to uh put into Extend. action yeah you know here's what's funny about that to me I was thinking about this, and I actually agree with you completely on the horror genre in, in RPGs. And I think it's because the genre doesn't match the medium very well. Mm. I've played in some great horror adventures, right? Right, yeah. I don't think I've ever played in a great a horror campaign. campaign. Right? Yes, because you have to, by its very nature, horror games have to have periods of sort of downtime of not fear, right? Where you just kind of have tension or darkness or environment right. building to then punctuate with the moments of terror right but because the characters aren't real right and it's there there is that detachment from it and it, the game has to be incredibly immersive to really make horror right. work and, and you can't just rely on jump scares like hollywood you can't do it like right. you, it doesn't work you have to you have to cultivate dread it's totally a different situation yes and so the concept that you can sustain horror over that length of time, I think, is is almost impossible uh, over sure the length some of, of the a full campaign. Probably have a different view on this. Um, I have a limited uh, kind of kind of relationship with horror games. I've played a couple. I played uh, played Vampire and the uh, much much less in, uh, liked Wraith. Um, I played both of those games, um, and a couple of times I've really it's really felt great as a as a gaming experience. But as you said, for me, I felt the same way. I couldn't like there's no way I could keep it up for any period of time longer than an adventure, maybe two. You know, like a right. small series of adventures or a marathon game, maybe something small. Uh, I could handle it. I could do it as a GM and as a player. Otherwise, it would just it would go off the rails. It would no longer be like that that sense of dread and horror and scary and whatever. It'd yeah. be gone after the first few times because you know you've. It's just hard to do. It's tough. It's a tough situation. Well, I think horror often works better in short short form. It's a short form uh, genre. Certainly, mainly. yeah. I think of like Poe stories were often short, right? He he was a short yeah. story writer. He worked in horror. Horror movies incredibly successful. Horror I mean, Stephen King would probably disagree. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Because but, he writes some really long books. 
He does. He does write very long books, but uh, not all of his books are necessarily horror either. And he's also really good at building sure. tension over a long period of time. Yep. You know, um, like that's one of the reasons he is such a masterful writer. Is right. He's, he's, good he's at magnificent. Tension. He's practiced. He has a talent for it. But if we're just talking about every other GM out there, that's tough. I, I you know, I don't think every other GM out there is going to be at Stephen King level. So, yeah. And also uh, so, yeah, name horror. me, name me Stephen King too. By that, what I mean is name another hyper-successful... Like Dean Koontz. Okay. Yeah, that, that's not bad. Would you... The Koontz Yes, Mr. Koontz. There are a couple, but like Koontz when I think of it King. and compare the genres, like think about spy books or something like that, right? Something that does work yeah. well over like this long-form serialized thing. There's just There's tons of authors, of right? Yeah, yeah that kind all of thing. over the place. Or romance or something like that, right? I think of like television shows. How many successful horror television shows have there been that are not just anthology series like Tales from the Crypt mm. where every episode is different? Not many, right? Right. It's tough, yeah. Even like they become other things. They yes, like they just exactly. they don't stay horror. They they occasionally come back to it even sometimes. Like like uh, True Blood Walking Dead would occasionally Blood, come yeah. back to horror, but most of the time it was mostly a trashy romance novel. Like that's yes. how how True Blood played out. Yep. But you also every now and then it would come back to that horror element and it would be great for that short period of time in which it was being displayed. Right. No, I think that's true. But short bursts. Like again, it was short just bursts. short bursts. All right. No, those are good. Those are good genres. See, yeah. and this is what I wanted to get at, because I think when you explore the reasons why these things aren't, why you don't like them, you can get into interesting truths about the genre. All right. So do you want me to go? Would you like to know my uh, least no, favorite genre? No, I think we're genre? done. We're just, we're, we're done. Now you're yeah. going to talk. <laughs> That's fair. No, please, please tell, tell us, uh, tell us about your least favorite genre. Let, let's hit it. Superheroes. Well, that's that's rough. Is it because okay? So you say superheroes, yep. but I have to I have to ask: Is it just because it's so difficult to find a system that properly portrays superheroes, like that makes it easy to be in that situation? I have so many reasons, and I right. really, in the end, despise this genre for RPGs. Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can hit on some of them. Throw down. Let's hear it. Okay. Problem number one. The superhero genre and what it contains does not suit well to an RPG that is structured by rules. Because in the end, the rules of a superhero of the superhero genre is that there are no rules, right? I will give you a couple simple, easy examples. Do you know who Mr. Fantastic is? Stretchy guy. Stretchy guy. He's very smart. He's full of himself. Kind of a kind of a douche, right, Mister Fantastic? Um, he has always been a douche, more or less, since he was created in the 1960s. Uh, there is a there is an issue of uh, of there, there's a couple times where this happens. I can think of two different distinct times. There was a time where Mister Fantastic needed to properly identify a chemical. So he like stretched certain elements of his nostril cavities to absorb more of the scent molecules and then be able to smell more accurately to properly identify this chemical by stretching by stretching. Okay. Right, that, that's pretty insane. Yeah. There was another period of time where he needed to solve a uh, creatively of uh, like he needed to creatively solve a very complex problem. So he stretched the part of his brain that is responsible for that kind of creative problem solving 
and allowed additional neural pathways to be built to allow him to creatively problem solve quicker. Right. So he uh, stretched himself, stretched himself into more intelligence. <laughs> that is correct. Now, I have seen, I've played a lot of superhero games. Oh, the the Heroes Unlimited and and the Hero System and Champion and all this stuff, right? And I've seen, you like I've seen the stretchy power show up in these games, right? And in these games, these stretchy powers have rules. Like you right. can They're do very, this, very well you can defined. be bulletproof. They're well defined. The problem is, is that that's not how comics work. No. Okay. In comics. The writer is given this weird ability that a superhero or villain has. And then they throw themselves, they 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 put challenges in the way of the their protagonist or antagonist. And they're overcome in increasingly strange and creative ways as they just kind of like as the as the author gives you their own particular take on what that uh what that power would allow you to do, right? Because we're dealing completely in a world of imagination. What does being hyper-stretchy, having control over all the molecules in your being, having control over magnetism, whatever, what does that allow you to do? You know, and, and even things you think of as quite rote often have this. So Superman can fly, right? We all know that. Yeah. But he doesn't have wings, right? He just does it. He just flies happens he seems to think about it and shoots off into the air um there was a fun issue where superman was trapped chained into a spaceship like imagine imagine superman in kind of like the x pattern right where he's bolted into this very yeah, he's powerful got his, his, his hands and feet are into the thing yes. or whatever yeah are bound so he's caught in like this x shape and he's being absconded with he's being kidnapped away right and whatever these restraints are they're powerful enough to restrain superman that's fine so what did he do? He realized that his flight is based on his <laughs> will. Yeah, so he just flew the ship. He just literally nice. went like, yeah. oh, I'm going to fly this way. And the ship went off course. And he steered the whole spaceship how he wanted. Yeah. Right? I feel like the real problem here is the title of one of the more common hero games, which is Heroes Unlimited, right? Because the, the, the title is wrong. It's, it's actually Heroes Limited. Okay. Yes. So all of these games fall into this problem where any 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 game that's a hero game has the has these uh, these limitations on every ability. They're so well defined that players are limited to highly specific archetypes of things without being able to go outside the bounds that the way, the same way that comic books and comic book films and and me other media do. Like that's that's part of being in in those media of. Uh, of superheroes, anything with superheroes in it is that you could go outside the bounds. Yep, and games all have these 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 bounds, right? So that's the issue. Exactly. Yes, the issue is it just RPGs with rules. Like you, when you when you write rules around it, and some games like have these really really long lists of like I think of what is it, champions or whatever, where you can like yeah. add all of these additional sort of weird ways your power can work. The problem is that list isn't big enough. It's never going right. to be big enough because the human torch who effectively has just like, he can turn himself on fire and shoot fire around the number of things he's done with that fire ability is just insane between like sucking up all the oxygen and going supernova and flying super fast. And like just a million, million dumb things he's done. Right. Um, 
and, or, or cool things like whatever. It doesn't matter. The point being is that it's you're never going to be able to accurately capture that in a rules heavy system. Right. And so the only real way to do superpowers in my mind is a super highly narrative game mm -hmm. where it's like you're basically what we did with NGS where, you know, you take a power like uh, you take a power like uh, like being a necromancer or you take a power like I can control gravity. Mm -hmm. And and what it gives you is just you can whatever do the limits of your imagination is. Yeah. With that, do that use what, it creatively based on the world you're in. Yeah. The issue with that. OK. On the flip side. All right. Is that then you never actually feel like you really have the power as much because the interesting thing about well about crunch is that it makes it very real rules make mm -hmm. things real right even though right, so ignored. the necromancer is just as interesting as the flame guy because they can both achieve the ends because they have imagination yeah so they can just everybody comes up with whatever they want and yes. it just happens oh okay great no so i'm just saying the problem is the superhero genre can't win right yeah, either, um, either way, you're going to have run into an issue, a, a very, very problematic issue. Yes. A, uh, a fun-draining issue. Yes, if, especially for me. Now, I could see people who look at this and say, like, I don't care. I just want to be able – if I can actually fly and actually shoot laser beams out of my eyes, that's good enough for me. That's all I need. Right. You're, you're talking about me here because I would love yes. superhero games. Like, I'm just like, yep, I'm cool. Let's do it. Let's, right. let's get into that that highly creative space. Yeah, for me, I'm just, I find myself constantly frustrated by them. Now, there's a second corollary to this. It's not just, that's what I would call maybe like the design level issue of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, my yeah, the damned if you do, damned if you don't level issue. Right. Yes, exactly. My secondary issue is this. Nobody runs good superhero games. Okay. Like. Challenge. Yeah, well, please. Um, a great superhero game. Okay, 98% of all comics written are crap. 98% yeah. of all superhero games run are crap, right? Yep. So it takes somebody... The 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 superhero game I would want to play in... Takes extraordinary, yeah. Takes an extraordinary amount of, of knowledge and effort. Because here's the thing. I don't want to play, me personally, in a in generic superhero world 22. Okay, I don't want to play in like uh, the world outside your door universe. I don't want to play in continuity comics universe. I don't want to play in any GM's random universe. If I'm going to play, honestly, I want to be in like the DC universe or the Marvel universe or some universe I have a deep seated love for. Okay, and I want to be because those worlds are big enough to have your characters in them. Right. And I want to be able to meet uh you know superman at some point in my career or hang or swing through new york and and bounce through and bounce into spider-man and have a mm -hmm. team up right that because i've spent decades and decades reading these comics and loving these characters there's a reason i love the movies and seeing them on there is because you know you get more of these these characters you've really come to love right but you just add another another layer of difficulty there you know for for every gm that 98 percent number like got tougher because you it has to be in that in one of these spaces, and i need yeah. somebody who knows that world well enough to and and every character i run into well enough to make me believe that i am meeting them right those are pretty high standards there man 
it is but the problem is for me is if let's imagine it's in you, you come at me with like well i'm gonna we're gonna play in millennium city and the defender of millennium city is strong guy strong guy is a great hero he's got a square jaw and he's a defender of the people constantly opposed by the dark wizard the dark wizard seeks the destruction of millennium city uh i don't care i don't care about any of that that's all stupid and 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 i don't I don't want to meet those people. They're not interesting to so me. So, do you find do you find yourself feeling the same way about about like uh, well known fantasy settings? Like, do you feel like you need to play in Forgotten Realms where someone you know your GMs have to know how Elminster would react to something nope. or other? You know, nope, completely the opposite. I I don't I don't like to play in those worlds as much or meet those characters. I like to feel. Here's the difference: in a fantasy world. It, it, to me, in the fantasy genre, and again, people might have different opinions about this, but in the fantasy genre, to me, the story is all about you, right? You look at, like, Tolkien and the Ark. There's a lot of people in that world, but ultimately the story is about those nine people, right? It's about the fellowship and the trials and travails they go into. Yeah? And, and the villains who oppose them. Yeah. That's what the story's about. In a superhero world, I am not the best hero. The story is not about me. Like, only me the story is about the world and the nature of and all these other superheroes that exist also are relevant and doing things and saving cities the spotlight in those worlds feels more diffuse because i am not as exceptional in a superhero world by necessity as i am in a fantasy world at least the way that i perceive these genres and again i'm accepting this as my personal bias on it yeah, this is certain. This has to be a bias issue because, I, like, this is just isn't true for everybody. So I'm, I'm sure that's the case. But again, we're talking about our least favorite genres and uh, why and, we and, get yeah, challenged. Yeah, exactly. And that, that and that's why I bring up you know the Elminster thing or whatever. Like, because right. to me, those are just the superheroes of that world. You know what I mean? It's like it's the same thing to me, uh, just in a different place. Yeah, it might be because of just like it might be because of what I perceive as the top end. A character like like Superman is so well known and so. Uh, there's a deep, rich history, yeah. Yes, and and moreover, his impact on the world he lives in is massive. I don't care how good Elminster is, right? He's not Superman. He's just not. He's an old weirdo who sits in a tower and refuses to interact with the rest of the world, right? For the most part. The symbol, Kelvin Blackstaff. I don't care. Pick your person. Even Dritzt. One of the most active yeah, heroes they in are, the world. There are different levels of interaction with the world, but that, that's probably the same same to be said for some superhero worlds too. Sure. I mean, it's just I, my point is the top end in a fantasy world. Like knowing knowing how to how to role play. Say if you're playing in a Marvel universe, how how to role play Nomad? It doesn't I don't, whatever that Nomad could or could be or couldn't be in a Marvel setting for me, and I wouldn't care. Yeah, it's sure. like, it doesn't matter. They're just different levels, and I understand uh, what you're what you're getting at. Um, but it's definitely, I mean, that's demanding. Like, what you're talking about is highly demanding, whereas yes. you, you, you feel far less demanding on other systems and games and settings and so forth. Correct. What I'm saying is that, like, I need somebody with the knowledge of, like, Mark Wade and Jeff mm -hmm. Johns put together with, like, the perfect mechanical system that somehow strikes this perfect balance between right. narrative creation and mechanical crunch. And it's just never going to happen. And so, hence, I don't like the superhero genre. There you go. That's that's, well, that's my fair feeling. enough. Yeah. See, so, you you thought this wasn't going to be this might be a short one. No, it's a long one because I can complain about things sure. for a long time. You can't. That is your superpower. Um, 
So, so uh, before before you get off on another one, I'm gonna say we we pretty much covered our least favorite uh, RPG genres, and let's just call that undesigned. I believe we have done that. That is undesigned. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, as always, we'll see you next time. Bye.